So you're a fan of Atlanta United. And you heard ATL on Fire has crazy insights to your favorite team. Or maybe you're just here for the crazy. Amar said it? You've got to be kidding me. Nah, I'm here to produce, keep the sanity, and of course, drink wine. Or maybe to hit the buttons. And crank up the crazy. Whatever you're here for, we're going to talk about it all. I'm Dave Cass. I'm Mikey Dobbs. And I'm Carmen Butler. And this is... The ATL on Fire Podcast Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ATL on Fire, the podcast where we talk all things Atlanta United Football Club. And as always, I am joined by Dave Katz and Carmen Butler. How's everybody doing this Hello, evening? Hello, Mikey Dobbs. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so thank you guys for making a, uh, a late run here after soccer practice to do a podcast. Yes. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We have let three games pass since we podcast last. I think the last game we talked about was Orlando. And since then, we have played uh, New England at home, which I was able to uh, be at that game where we ended up tying disappointedly 3-3 after having kind of a, Oof. a lot of energy coming back <laughs> and uh, and tying, tying the game and then taking the lead with uh, Miguel Berry, out of all people, getting a goal. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about oh, that. Yes. We'll talk maybe a little bit about the LAFC game where we go out to the West Coast. It's always going to be tough with a road trip. We talk trip. about it all, Mikey Dobbs. Zero, zero, snoozer. And then we uh, come back home and play DC United just last Wednesday. Get the win, three to one. Uh, that's exciting. Before we do that, um, Dave, I, I got some wine this time that uh, I think we're going to drink first, right? That uh, I have to say, I, I feel amazing about this because I brought a Casino McCool just last podcast, the podcast before that. Anyway, and you went out and got a Casino McCool, and so I feel flattered by that. Oh, oh well, nice. I mean, it's a fantastic Chilean wine, but I, I've made a convert oh, out of Mikey Dobbs. Nice. So there. I brought a nice wine. He actually already had an even nicer yeah. wine. So we are <laughs> with that switching one. it up. So good for you. I Mikey must have Dobbs. done that subconsciously. I did see it was Chilean. Yeah, it's the same vineyard. That's the one I told you I went to. It's just outside of Santiago. In Chile. So if you ever go to Santiago, take a day trip out to Casino McCool. Beautiful vineyard, really good wine. And so we also have some exciting news uh, from our sponsor, uh, Wild Heaven Beer. That's right. Um, I heard a rumor. Yeah, I was just uh, talking to Nick um, yesterday. They have a partnership uh, with Fox Brothers Barbecue, and they're going to be opening a new brewery and combo pack with uh, Fox Brothers right there in Toco Hills in that shopping center. (laughs) I just have to say, that sounds really good. Wild Heaven Beer and Fox Brothers Barbecue. I mean... Nothing wrong Carmen, with that. Carmen, is with there that. anything better than that? I mean, <laughs> like, it's all upside. I mean, and that's maybe a, they'll sponsor the podcast too now. And that's a good location, right, for a brewery because yes. there's not a, a famous pub is no longer there, right? No, or, it's long gone. It's long gone, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, there's some beer drinkers in the area, and who doesn't like barbecue all the time? Come on. <laughs> yes. Carmen's got the hand. Uh, yes, that's very exciting. Carmen, is there any gossip that you found uh, uh, on the interwebs? No. You know what? No real gossip. Most of the stuff I've been looking at is people just talking about Messi. 
Mm-hmm. Messi coming Messi to Miami. Messi and Miami. everybody else coming to Miami. Oh, yeah. So, yeah is it Busquets? So. Is it Messi? Is it Tata? Is it... Uh, out of all of those, like, Tata seems like the next obvious... That's what, it's, seems like that's it. what I would Headline, guess. right? That's what I would guess. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, it's interesting, though. Just, like, looking at, like, Messi's yeah. uh, Instagram, nothing about Miami. But I guess, you know, he's still playing for a team, so he shouldn't. Yeah. Beckham, nothing on his Instagram about right. Messi. So it's just really it's, it's they just, interesting. They've, they've agreed. They've it's blown the it. News. There's obviously nobody. There's no coverage of it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> but literally, though, what do you think this means for MLS? I love, I don't know if you saw the uh, Bruce Arena um, was asked about this in yeah. the press conference. And they were like, you know, because they were like, look, Miami got caught for breaking the rules a couple of years ago. And they're like, the question was basically like, now the league went out and helped them get messy. And do you think that's fair? And he just looked at the reporter and was like, Messi in the MLS. He's like, I don't care if they've already got three designated players. I'll let them have a fourth. It's good for the league. Yeah. And I, you know, good good for him. It is a watershed moment for the league, really. I mean, come on. The fact that he turned down, you know, a million dollars a year from some Saudi Saudi Arabia club, like, wasn't willing to wait around for, uh, Laporte or whatever his name is to yeah. drag him through the coals again. I think he made the right move. Do you see the the press release that Barcelona made about uh, not getting him back? Like what? What they? We, I was listening to that on some other shows. Like what team We'd like does to that? Announce we didn't get him. <laughs> we didn't get. We didn't get him, and he hasn't played for our team in two years. Like what so, a weird. Uh, what a weird back. We back-handed. can't get him because we're literally yeah. won't allow us to sign players anymore so because we. We basically blew our budget so yeah. many years ago. Right, right. One thing I will say, and you guys could literally, you can boo me if you want. Yeah. Ooh, what's um, I have a big concern. Messi boo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Get know where you're going. I really worry that Messi's going to spend a lot of his time here as an injured player because that's what happens with those old older players. He dribbles a lot. Um, I hope not. I hope he plays every single time. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if he spends two years in this league and plays like six games. I will not. I will not boo you on that. I don't. Th- I don't I mean, feel I, that. I mean, I don't. I mean, we hope he doesn't get. I hurt, hope not. I, but yeah, I'm not. But I love he, the guy. Yeah, but he does dribble a lot. You're gonna have some people really excited to face him and try. And you he's know, not young. And he's not young. So, yeah, but you don't uh, want to be that young buck that ends messing. No, career. nobody wants to do that. But they're still playing. Yeah, but you don't want to be the guy who does some stupid. It's like the end of Gretzky's career, and nobody would even get touch him. They were like, "Yeah, "Uh, I'm saying they're not going cleats up or anything like that." It is like shins, but but I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting someone to to come in and take his out his career. I'm like, he steps wrong, he makes a move, and it just goes or something that kind of thing. I I don't. I first off, I would say I hopefully disagree that that's going to happen. But also, one of the things that came up in one of the threads that, that I'm on with uh, one of the guys in the neighborhood is that Messi would have a clause that he would refuse to play on artificial turf, <laughs> which I found to be ridiculous. Like, why? Like, you can't. He, he, a, you can't. And B, no player is above the game. I right. mean, are you sure he can't? I mean, he if anybody can. could. That's, that's they what they were him, saying. They handed him the keys to I all MLS. To I mean, the deal included yeah. not only he gets like... Not only the big contract, but he has an Adidas contract. Yeah. He gets a share of MLS revenue. Right? So, like, when you buy an Atlanta United jersey, Messi gets a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? 
<laughs> like, how is that possible? Is there no conflict of interest there that I'm like missing? It's, I don't know. It's MLS is one big. I, that's uh, the one entity. They can do whatever that f they guess. want, Carmen. Yep, yeah, you're right. All right. Anyway, all right. So, um, so but, I'm going to predict that he doesn't have the impact on the field that you expect him to have. Not because he still can't do it. First of all. You know, he's still a good, really, really good player. And MLS is not so good. But honestly, right, you know, the French League is also not the Premier League or uh, even La Liga, Mm -hmm. right? And he's done very well. He scored 20 goals, right? Assist machine. But he's not, like, scoring 50. Yeah, but he's transitioned those to assist, though. Anybody who thinks that he's coming here and he's going to, you know, because he's playing weaker competition, he's going to score 50 is dreaming, right? I think he's still going to be, if he plays every game, he'll still obviously have a lot of goals and assists. But I'm talking about 20 and 10 assists, which would still be for the league. I think he's going to have 20 goals, 20 assists. Yeah, it could be. I think he's going to But I think he's not going to play. I'm going to predict that he's going to pick up a knock. He's 35 years old. Now isn't he like? It's only thirty five at most. Thirty six. Thirty six, maybe by the time he gets here. Yeah, yeah. Carmen will look that up. You're not wrong, but he could be slightly over that. Um, Anyway, yeah, he's he's probably thirty six. Is not young. No, but Ronaldo's still proven that when you keep your body in shape, at yeah, he's thirty five. But Ronaldo's like a Terminator. You see his workouts and whatever. Messi doesn't do that. Messi's he's a soccer player. He's amazing. Yeah, and good. he has always had a disability to anticipate yeah. the bad things. But the problem is when you get older, even when you anticipate it, you're like this whole career he's been anticipating it and getting out of the way of it. And then yeah. you're like you're a half step and you kind of don't get it in and you step wrong. Yeah. So back, That's enough. I'm b- not back to Atlanta United. <laughs> we are halfway through the season. Believe it or not, we're 17 games in, I believe. That sounds about That's right. Roughly yeah. halfway. Right. I'm going to call it halfway regardless. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get a little ATL on fire trivia with, no. the, with the team and the stats and okay. where we that where we came are. out of left field. Yeah, let's I know. do it. Let's do it. Who yeah. has more minutes this season, Chole, Wolf, or Hernandez? And if you want to try to order them, that's now fine. can is this for Carmen and I, or just Carmen? You guys or can team me? up. You got a light. Oh, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna yeah. Okay. What you got, Carmen? I was gonna say Chole. Crap. Wolf played a good bit though. Just recently, he's been playing a lot. He has, yeah. Going off the bench. Whole Hernandez Wolf. Wolf, was I going? Nailed backwards? it. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, you're going to give it to me. You did. You, okay. You, you, I right. mean, sorry, your 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 lifeline right there went right to it. So Chol has 261. Very nice. Hernandez right behind me, 257, and wow. Wolf actually only has uh, 151 minutes. Yeah, I was going to really? say he's been playing yeah. a lot okay. recently, but they've all been off the bench, like yeah. you know, 20 minutes. They, you know, uh-huh. and you got Hernandez has gotten a start, so yeah. that changes a lot. Well, how many goals does Wolf have this season? Ooh, I feel like I should count them. We had U.S. Open. Are you counting the Open Cup or just the MLS? I think this is just MLS because he scored in the Open Cup. He did. I, he did. I got this off of the stats on MLS Soccer, so I'm okay. assuming it's just. I'm assuming Don't that's know. just MLS. So I know he had kind of the game tying goal once. Mm-hmm. He scored recently. Yeah. And I feel like there was another one where, like, he shouldn't have touched it, but he did. That's the one that he – I think that's part of it. I, th- I feel like he scored two. Okay. Um, and and the U.S. Open is three. Okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm, if, I ha- if I was separate from Dave, I would go, go four. three. A three and four. And at, yeah, three with four. Okay. 
So the answer is three, and I don't know that. I believe is just MLS games. Okay, so we have to check that. One of us is right. We both said so, three. Assuming three. the stats on just the MLS uh, soccer are all MLS uh, games, which I believe they would be, uh-huh. uh, he scores a goal about every fifty minutes, right? Oh, um, how many goals does our our guy George Yakamakis have? I'm going with him on that one. Ten is correct. He is tied as the golden hey, boot like leader right now. So he's scoring about every 84 anyway, minutes. Anyway, I'm raising the roof with the 10 fingers. <laughs> Do the kids still raise the roof, Dave? I don't know. They can so, ask your son. So, yeah, that's he's, he's scoring about every 84 minutes. That's not not so bad. But believe it or not, Wolf is our per-minute leader in odds odds per goal. Oh, well. Unlike Miguel Berry, who needs 581 <laughs> minutes to oh. get his one wonder goal. Oh. Um, who leads Atlanta United in assists? Like maybe who, who are the top say, who are the top three? Okay, it's got to be Almada, because because yeah. in in goal contributions we talked about it last time that he's been involved in yeah. like yeah. half of our goals and he's only scored one, so his assists are very very high. So it's got to be Almada. Yep, that's he's the leader now. Who who are two and three? In assists, in assists, number two has got to be Brooks Lennon. Okay, I would have gone either Gutman or Lennon. We we'll say Lennon, correct? Okay, number three. Number three. Now it gets a little trickier in assists. Um, Should go to your lifeline, by the way. Should we go with Gutman? Gutman? With our, our, our airplanes? Yeah, airplanes <laughs> are working on assists. Oh, okay. So six six from Lennon, five from Gutman, and Almada leads uh, with nine. Yeah. Okay. As we talked about, though, like, you know, Lennon, a number of those assists are corner kicks, which he yeah, can yeah. serve a phenomenal mm. ball, but it's it's not off an airplane. Uh who has been offside the most for Atlanta United? Who has been offside the most? It's a tie, by the way. Is it really? Well, Yakamakis has been offside a fair amount. That's good. I mean, yes. the only other person I can remember being offside a lot is Araujo. Yeah. Is I'm, that it? This is a tough one. I don't know that I would have gotten this right. Oh, so now you're... I mean, you got the first one right. Yakamakis? Yeah. Yeah, he's offside a lot, which yes. is good. I mean, striker, yeah. whatever. It, love it. So he's he's been off and side. per minute. <laughs> he's probably yeah. been offside the and most. So yeah, he's been offside a lot. So he's yeah. uh, he's been off nine. He's been offside nine times this okay. season. Okay. Elliot says Barry. I said there's no way it could possibly be Barry. Barry has not been offside one time Ever. this season. Really? Yeah, he's yeah. never been offside. <laughs> Which because is, he doesn't move. <laughs> you would think he would be offside, yeah. but what, no. What striker doesn't get in an offside position it means you're not trying to break the lines. Or no so one's then, trying to give you the ball, too. Yeah. Then it could be like someone wild card, like Machop Chol or something. No, it's Etienne. Oh, Etienne. Yeah. Huh, I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who are our top three Foul committers. I think one Ibarra, of them. Ibarra, Ibarra, and Ibarra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, our number two is pretty close. Man. Yeah, it is Ibarra at, at 26 fouls committed. Okay. Um, so yeah. then it's probably either Gutman or Parata as number two. Yeah. Parata? Let's go Parata. Parata. Nailed it. 20, yeah. 22 from Parata. Well done. All We're right. on fire. We're yeah, killing it. Killing it. Give us a button. How many minutes have we seen from Abram? More or less than 100? Uh, didn't he started the match where we had everybody? No, he didn't, actually. He started the U.S. Open Cup match. 
Yeah, because when um, everyone was away, he was away. He played in one match. What was the question again? Was it a number of starts? Uh, no, 100 minutes. How many minutes has less. he played more or less than 100 minutes this season? I'll take less. I'll take the less. I'm gonna, I think he probably started. He played the whole match, and then he probably came. I'm going to go just over. Final answer? Yeah. Just over. 100, oh. 116. Cats <laughs> yeah. wins it. <laughs> I'll press a button for you. I don't even know what this uh, is. We'll just press it. <laughs> I think you guys are on fire. <laughs> I think you're going to get this next one, too. How many red cards have we received this season as a combined oh. team? Okay. I remember the one. Abara. Yeah. For sure at, at New York City FC. Oh, and our dude. Um, Arujo. Arujo got sent off for sure for his yes. retaliation <laughs> crap. <laughs> um, so that's at least two. Yep. Did anybody else get their marching orders? Uh, I feel like is, the game... El- is Elliot a lifeline for you there? Oh, let's see. Where's Elliot? Elliot. Uh. <laughs> Tyson saying five to this or something no, it else. Can't be, can't five. be five. I feel no like we way. got who was the red money. card in the game? I went to that. So uh, there was somebody else who got one. In the game I went to, because I was watching that yeah. one live. The other two three. I watched. Let's go with three. We're going to go with three. I knew you guys. I could trust in you guys. Yeah. You it. it was Gutman. Remember, he, pull, uh, he yeah, pulled the guy. He called him back. Yeah, right. That's right, it. Right. Where are we at? Right. He's heating up. All right. He's on Tag teaming it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who has more shots on target, Almada or Yakamakis? Barry with one. <laughs> <laughs> no, Almada. More shots on target. Almada or Yakimakis? Yeah. God, a- Yuma- Yakimakis always hits the target. <laughs> That's it's true. pretty amazing. He hasn't played nearly as much as Almada, yeah, yeah. but he always hits the target. But mm. I still got to feel like with all the minutes, it's got to be Almada. Really? You're right. He did play a lot more. He's played a lot more. Okay, I'll go with you then. Nailed it. Right? Woo! So, yeah, Almada's got 20 on target. Woo! And uh, Yakamaki's 14. Now, per shot. Oh, Elliot yeah. got that one. Oh, good. <laughs> good job, Elliot. Nice. nice. <laughs> Even our fans got it. How many up. times has Almada been subbed on mm-hmm. in 2023? Subbed on. Subbed on. There was the one game where it was totally unnecessary, right? And I thought he came on anyway. He should have stayed off like we were losing. And, and I don't know why he put him on. Okay. Um, it was late, I think, but that's the only one I can remember. I, I don't remember. So any I, I was, I don't remember any. No, but. It's, usually Mikey <laughs> does ask a trick question. So the answer is probably zero. Yeah. Tyson, Tyson and Elliot are uh, saying two, two. Yeah. Oh, mm. Tyson usually cheats. So he's probably looking at it. I don't remember a second time. I would have said one, but what, Carmen, if you want to go with it or something, you can no, go. No, no, let's go. We'll <laughs> go one. We'll go one. We'll go one. Oh, it was a trick question. It's zero. Yeah, okay. ah, I knew that. <laughs> man. Yeah. Unlike uh, Barry and Chol have been subbed on the most at a lot. Ten, yeah. 10 times. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's ATL on Fire Trivia, where we are Good halfway job. through the season. Does that? Does any of that stuff we do? trigger any sort of um, insights for you, Dave, in terms of where we are, what we're no. doing good, what we're doing bad. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No, no. no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, sure. I mean, it tells us something. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can score. We can. We've scored a lot. Yeah, We've I also mean, conceded a lot. Yeah. But that's it does show, like, it, it, I think one of the things that's drastically different that stood out to me was that assist from 
Gutman and Lennon. Regardless, like it seems mm-hmm. like okay. Well Gutman's for real because he doesn't take free kicks or corner kicks, so he doesn't have the the cheap ones. Yeah, like the, the right, those have to be real ones. Yeah, like the the one to Wolf in the last game, right? Yeah. So yeah. all right. So what do we want to do now? You want to go tactical board and talk a little bit about go through New England? Well, uh, we can talk about the game first, or I can go directly to it. I mean, I ha- I want to go on a tactical board. There's a there, the second goal that we gave up against New England. So New England game, we tied three three. We were out very late, um, and we conceded late. So that gives you perspective. The second goal that we gave up has every element of what's wrong tactically with our team. So I thought I would diagram it and show it. Awesome. Let's do it. You want to start with that? Th- is this the one that I was showing in the in the highlights? Yes. yes. All right. Move on over next to Carmen right. there. Now, is this a cat's corner? This is a... Is this like, are we waiting? Is there something I, else that's like a cat's corner? No, this no, is whatever we want to call it. This is it. Call it this cat's the moment. corner. If there's going to be a cat's corner on I this podcast, I feel like I need like a now. jingle or something, too. Yeah. Let's uh, see here. Let me switch over. So... Dave's moving over to the tactical board, but yeah, this is this is something that stood out in Dave's notes and me at the at the game again, screaming um, about a problem that it seems really easy to identify if anybody is looking at tape. So if you guys uh, want to look at this replay on the YouTube highlight package, it stands out at two minutes and seventeen seconds to two minutes and twenty one seconds where. Um, you'll see Lennon uh, making a movement that we've talked about in terms of uh, allowing easy crosses in. But I think Dave will do a good job of showing that. I wanted to talk about this goal because it has, in my opinion, everything that's wrong tactically about um, our team. And the thing about it is, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, some of our players are not good enough. And it's not that I disagree completely, but I think that what we do tactically makes the players be in situations where their weaknesses get exposed, right? And so that, I think, is the problem. Right. Okay, so this starts out, this goal starts out with a New England goal kick, which you wouldn't necessarily think is the most dangerous situation in the world. And it was one of these classics, so uh, I have it drawn up the basically where it was when they hit the goal kick. Like, all 20 players were within a box you could have drawn in the middle of the field. I think actually I have it a little bit pushed over. It was a little bit towards one side, but basically that's the same where the box was, okay? And what's interesting about this box of players, right? So Etienne and uh, Papa Giorgio and Araujo are the three forwards, and Omada's playing behind them. Neither of them, not any none of them, were not marking. Now, you wouldn't necessarily expect any of our forwards to mark, Almada, you might have thought on a goal kick, might be back doing something. He wasn't. Yeah. You know, but that's fine to me. That's if that's what you're going to play or whatever. The thing about it is they had three players in the middle of the field, and we had two problems. So, first of all, as we've noticed, our defensive midfielder, Abara, who's had a terrific season, right? He was standing right next to Parata and Miles. And if you watch the beginning of the clip, um, which you can only see if you go back on Apple TV, not on the highlights, um, I was kind of like, why in a goal kick is Ibarra standing right next to Parada, right? Yeah. Because they only had two players forward. It was like this, um, you know, so I couldn't really understand it. But what happened was the moment the ball was kicked in the air, so the ball's somewhere in the air here, Parata is clearly so worried about someone getting behind him, he went like this. 
He dropped five yards immediately, which, okay, so that's fine, right? You know, obviously he wants to keep everything in front of him. He was trying to hold him offside and then keep everything in front of him. Right. But that then becomes the reason why Ibarra has to be there because he's just abandoning that whole spot, right? Yeah. So Ibarra basically has been asked to help Parata and Miles, even though there was only one striker there. So he yeah. could have been in the middle, but he was holding Miles' hand even after Parata dropped. Now, Josetu was standing there, and he was actually looking around, and he was like, there's three guys here. And he kind of just took up a spot in the middle, which in fairness to him is 3v1 in the middle of the, mm -hmm. the park. So, you know, what are you going to do, right? So anyway, this ball got, gets played, and we're really dominant in the air. So who wins the ball? It's Miles Robinson. Okay, so Miles Robinson heads it out, okay, and it falls to the midfielder, I think, right here, okay? Now, Abara, um, who is, you know, I think alert to the danger, right? Um, oh, sorry, take that back. It goes, sorry, it goes all the way past everybody to the New England back line. So he heads it pretty far, right? Um, and then one of the New England defenders brought it down and actually played it into number seven in this case. I don't know what was yeah. number seven in there. But. Broke, broke the first line. Right. So it broke this line because Josetu couldn't possibly mark 3v1. There was right. got to be – there was two guys open. Someone had, was going to get open. He had two choices, right, and he could make either of those choices, okay? So now Ibarra – so the first thing I have wrong on this this situation is – why our defensive midfielder needs to drop so deep to hold the hand of of our center backs because that creates a hole in the midfield where we're getting overmatched. Everybody keeps saying that Ibarra and Josetu are getting killed in the midfield, and it's true. But it's not Ibarra's fault. Ibarra's playing right next to the two center backs. When you do that and you leave 3v1 in the midfield, there's no way we're not going to get killed. Yeah. So, and your point is that has to be his instructions. It is as clearly as instruction because in a normal situation, your defensive midfield would have been here and at least it's 3v2, yeah. right? So in any case, so a bar is over here when it's headed back and he comes charging out to mark this, right? Which, which is what he should do, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got to address that. Yep. Okay, so now the interesting thing is that Goodman, as you can see, the other second thing that we have a problem is all of our outside backs get pinched in so far um, and actually, they they had actually players move yeah, they had a wide lot out, at this point. They had a couple out on the right side. Yeah. Well, what happens in this play is that Gill, who is their best player, right, makes a run here. So Goodman was standing sort of next to Parada, and Gill makes this run right across. Okay. And this player wasn't so far; it was somewhere around here. So Goodman had a choice. Right, Goodman could have either tracked the run or he can stay next to Parada as his pinched-in role. So what do you think he chooses to do? He pinches it and holds Parada's hand. Yeah, he <laughs> stayed. He literally stayed, and he watched Gil come all the way out here, and he stayed in here with nobody. The two of them were on nobody. Now, now Parada was further back, was yeah. here. 
but nobody was out there, right? Yeah. So this is the second situation that I have. So Abara made a really good job to pressure admirably, right? And this is what I keep talking about. It doesn't matter if you pressure, if this guy has an open pass out here, which is what happens, yeah. right? You cannot pressure unless you have it marked up out of the back. And in this case, he had an easy ball. Abara put a lot of pressure on him, but he was like, eh, there's a wide open guy, and he played it out yeah. to Gil. Right. So once he played it out to Gill, right, then finally Gutman was like, oh, right, go I actually have to go out. So he came all the way out here. But by the time he had this, Gill had all day to dribble and he actually dribbled back in the middle. Right. And then the, th the third problem that they had is so Gill, sorry, you know, Miles. So um, this happened here, I think, made a run or whatever. But, um, for, I can't remember who it was in this situation, but they played, Gil came across here and Goodman had to try to defend him and was trying to whatever. And he actually found an open player here. And Lennon kept pinching in just with Miles. They ended up sort of like this, yeah. right? And while this was all going on, this guy came here. Yeah. Okay. And as Mikey Top shows on the clip, Right? Like, I was screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> at the game, by the way. I was like, he's wide open on the run. It's like, why is, why is Lennon so far in there? And you watch him in the replay. He literally runs in and... In, in. Yeah, so they ended up something like, actually like this. And yeah. it was actually, I think actually Gil played directly across to here. And mm -hmm. as you're talking about on the replay, right? So Miles had him marked up like he was straight ahead of him, right? Mm -hmm. I think he was maybe in a little bit yeah. more here, right? And but Lennon, who was a little bit here, came over. And I think Ibarra is actually even further back in this play, too. Yeah, he's in he's, a pretty good position. He's sort of like yeah. this. So Lennon comes over here to help here. Why? It's 1v4 or something like that, mm -hmm. right? But all he does is he then gets a situation where, ooh, you know, he comes out here. Madness. Right? And so then now you have a situation where he had an opportunity to absolutely cross wide open. Right. And yeah, all, all that number four in this case, I don't know who the player was number four in the tactical board. All he was doing is just looking up the entire time across the field Yeah, as that ball rolled across to him and Lennon retreated back over to him. Yeah. So Parata and Gutman actually end up trying to track this run and they do an okay job. Right. But he just gets in a little bit behind him and it's served to here and it's a goal on the back post. Was it Gil who scored it? I I don't know, but guy. I don't Can't remember. It doesn't remember. matter. Yeah. But the point, the point being that, so here's, here's the, the, the tactical problems, right? So first of all, you have a defensive midfielder who's abandoning the middle bite because he's holding hands with the center backs. Everything seems to be designed to make sure our center backs don't get beat. The if defensive we, midfielder has to have Miles help Robinson. Him. I don't understand why we are They're doing good that. Even Parata's right. solid. Why? Yes. Let them defend. They're yeah. good. Like, if they start running through our midfield and they get beat like 12 times, fine. They mm -hmm. maybe make an adjustment. But they're not getting beaten at all. Or, or maybe try if Parata is going to be the one who gets beat, right? Right. If, if, either if one. someone's going to get if beat. If Parata is getting run over, then, oh, we got this Peruvian national, uh, Abram. At least we could give a, a, another right. depth try yeah, to chance. someone who's only got 116 minutes. Yeah. So, I think... 
that you know we we one of the things we we haven't talked about is the midfield a lot yeah and we're getting overrun in the midfield and people are like why why we're getting overrun in the midfield is despite the fact that we finally don't have we typically do not this year have two airplanes completely we tend to have yeah. one of the two back it t- it's usually Gutman, but sometimes when Gutman is up lennon is occasionally back we have three in the back more often than we did last year anyway. Last year it was automatic. It's a little better this year, right? But even when we do that, Abara goes right back and sits right in front of the front two. Yeah. And, it, and can't, what that does is can't it be leaves... be challenging for... It's leaving Josetu as the sole midfielder because Almada's not really marking anybody, and he shouldn't be. He should be the guy who's open all the time, right? You yeah. don't ask Messi to, you know, freaking, you know, be your center midfielder. But he needs help. First of all, Josetu is not good, right? He's yeah. really not. But <laughs> but second of all, even if he were good, you cannot consistently play 3v1 and win it. And on top of all that, even if he could somehow play 3v1, and as Sosa sometimes does, performs miracles, right? They have an outlet out wide all the time because the guys are pinched in, which means they have we don't have it marked up out of the back, so they have the outlet, the pressure doesn't work so that's problem number two that you don't have the outlet marked up and then even when they recover on all that they still insist on pinching in so they came all the way back across the field and had a guy out wide so there's the three problems abandoning the midfield not having it marked up so you can't pressure and pinching in where we're giving up free crosses and that's why we're giving up soft goals yeah i mean in that new england game there was the the other goal we where they they attacked down the right side we left that left the guy wide open again on Gutman's side to serve it in a free yes. kick. It's just over and over. I again. mean, Gutman has had a horrible season defensively. I mean, he's been awful. But I don't think it's actually that he's been awful. He's just never out there. He's scrambling out there because yeah. he's pinched in yeah. so far. And people are able to just run at. If him he would literally ball. be allowed to go match up with the guy, he'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there an advantage to this? Like, what do we have any sense what Pineda might be thinking? Because, like you said, it seems like he's trying to protect our center backs. In 1978, to... nobody could cross the ball and score because the ball was hard and nobody did that. So you, it was always thought to be that that you have to defend the middle. That's what all the coaches mm-hmm. told me, and I think our tactics haven't caught up. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying this is good for when I was, like, two years old. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I mean, or I, to be honest with you, I don't think Pineda is alone in doing this. A lot yeah. of them are. We were all trained to pinch in yeah. when we grew up. Uh-huh. But anybody who's watching the modern game of football will realize that you, in the modern game of football, you cannot give yeah. people consistently the chance to cross with under no pressure because they can serve a good ball, like Lennon can, for example. Yeah. And if you do that, they're going to score. Yeah. Right. And I could see it when it was coming in the third goal, right? You could feel it coming. after, Even after we took the lead three to two yeah. late, you're like, we're going to give up a cross. Because after, I, 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 I should might as well, while we're talking about it, on the third goal, right, um, we just had to see out the game, right? I believe that Pineda brought in a third center back. Did he bring in Abara? We should go check that. But we were yeah. playing three center backs, I think, at that point. So he 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 brought on, a, or, or maybe he brought on Sosa, whatever. He brought on an extra defender, mm-hmm. right? So we had an extra defender in that game, right? And the crazy thing with the five players playing in the middle, we still pinched in, 
right? And we still gave an open cross. That last goal came off of an open cross, yep. even when we had the extra defender in the game. So you're like, it doesn't matter if you park the bus. People are like, well, he parked the bus and we still gave up a goal. What do you want from Pineda? I don't want us to pinch in when we have an extra defender. I mean, I don't want us to pinch in ever, but <laughs> but certainly not when we have an extra center back. Right. What 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 were we thinking, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I have. So yeah, what what minute did they score on that? They scored in the eighty seventh minute. Yeah. Uh, or no, we scored in the eighty seventh. Yeah, they minute? scored an extra time. Extra it was time. like ninety ninety something uh, plus three. They yeah. scored. Mm-hmm. Um, substitutions just before that Sosa came on for Araujo. Yeah, so we brought in another defender. Yeah. I knew we had an extra defender on the field even. He parked the bus, and we still left the guy wide open to cross. So if you're going to do that, you would say, look, okay, we've, we parked the bus. We have extra defenders. So now, Goodman, you go out there and match up. Who cares, you know, if you gamble and you get beat? There's three more guys in the center, right? Yeah. That would make sense. Why? I mean, why? Why? <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Anything else on tactical board? No, We're gonna come. All right. I think that that, in a nutshell, explains yeah. our entire season. When we've been talking about the few extra goals that we give up, the the so called soft goals that yeah. Pineda keeps talking yeah. about. That's it. So as you come back over here, I, I do want to talk about the DC United game, um, and the goal we gave up, and the one goal that we gave up in that game. Um, where it started from a corner kick that we had on the other side of the field. Um, ball gets played in and <laughs> cleared out. So who did we have back? We had uh, Almada kind of in front of Fortune and Wiley. So Wiley... Yeah, Fortune and Wiley were the guys back. For, Fortune and Wiley were the guys yeah. back with Almada kind of sitting in the in the mid-range area. I was moving over. So you just you told them that it was our corner kick. It was our corner kick. Yeah. <laughs> it gets cleared by DC, and it lands right on Almada's foot. Um, Almada looks at a wall of people and decides to rip one right at a wall of people who are kind of all in his way. And, you know, he's a pretty good shot shot taker yep so you can't really blame him. he's attacking midfield now the counter is on but it, but <laughs> but it wasn't yeah in hindsight yep. right it's not like the unless you're you know sure that's not going to ricochet but even if it does ricochet we got two guys back right so you're thinking yep. we should be okay right but i this is where i'm looking for your opinion here yeah so he t- he decides to rip a shot it it comes deflecting back to what is at this point a 3v2 over Fortune and Wiley. They came flooding out. I think, to be honest with you, it was much more like a 4v2 or even a 5v2. They came really bursting out on the counter. And we didn't track it. And, um, well, the the ball was about to get to one of their players, but Wiley does a nice job stepping. Beautiful step. He reads it and takes away the counter by stepping in front. Yep. And, frankly, I think he picks out our, our one of our best players in the field who's got uh you know f- foot skills plays a right to Almada's feet. Yep. Almada has probably two or three touches on it and then a uh DC United player just kind of lunges in and pokes it pokes forward it. to one of three 
players that are now like on the break. <laughs> well, they left there. Three guys ran forward, and they stayed forward even when we won the ball. So right. they were counterattacking, and they had numbers counterattacking. And then we broke up the counter, as you pointed out, with Wiley. And Wiley thought we had gotten possession, but he basically gave it to Almada, and it got poked away immediately. And because of that... He actually came forward. So when it was poked away, it was now <laughs> 3v, almost zero. Fortune was yeah. back, but it was basically 3v0. But it was pretty bang, bang, right? Yes, um, it was bang, bang. And to me, it's like, I don't know that, I don't I, I don't blame it on, Wiley did a nice job of stepping up and, yep. and, and winning the ball to begin with, playing it to one of our best players. Yep. Uh, the, the other team, United, uh, DC United, does a nice job of taking advantage of, Almada being a little lazy on the ball and yep. and just smashing it forward and it was off to the races. Yep. Why should like so my question is is yep. like we are clearly vulnerable with yep. two two you players think? who are not <laughs> defenders, right? Cuz we put yep. Parata and Miles are two big guys, right? Up for the corner kick, right? Yep. So is this this is this the price we pay for the advantage of getting a goal on a corner kick, and we can live with that? Like, are, are you okay with that, or no? What? So, what would you have changed? Well, first of all, I would say that you know maybe if you're Man City, right, then you could get away with this because you know I I think that to be honest with you, I think Wiley played Almada in in a not great situation, but. Um, well, first off, I want to say that to his defense, he on the original ball like did a great job. Oh of my god, his up. step was beautiful. It was beautiful, but he already was asked to do a step like five v two. They were already yeah. on a counter with five v two, and maybe you can live with that occasionally if you're Man City and you got amazing. Yeah. But when he played it to Almada, mm -hmm. Almada was not under pressure. Yeah, at, at he all. tried to turn and got it poked away. Yeah, I mean, Almada had like seconds on the ball yeah, yeah, and, and lost it, right? So the question is, is like, all right, uh, certainly Almada has to be smarter on two occasions yes. during, during this, which is, should I take that shot knowing that, you know, it can hit a pinball machine? Right. And second, not being as strong on the ball in a moment where you kind of know your team's vulnerable. So I have no problem with the shot. As soon as it comes out, I think you should shoot because... Yeah. You know, I've talked a lot on the podcast about how you really shouldn't shoot from outside the 18 very much because probability says you should go get a better chance, right? But when there's a crowded box and the ball pops up, you're not going to play ticky-tacky in a crowded box. Yeah. So in my opinion, that's where you haul off and, and slam yeah. it and maybe you get a ricochet, there's a deflection. Yeah, and, you, and you certainly can't blame Anybody who watched the take... FA Cup final, that's how, you know, the right. ball bounced. It was a horrible shot by Gunawan. It bounced. It went literally skimming right over Varane's knee, uh, and De Gea never mm -hmm. saw it, and it snuck in the corner. And that's the kind of goal you score in a crowded box. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, especially with a lot of people in the way. Almada, if anybody can take a long range shot like this, so I was okay with that. But yep. then, so is it down to is it down to a personal mistake for Almada not being strong in the ball? Well, there? I think this is exactly what I was talking about. So yes, you would say the players are not good enough, but you put them in a situation where a bad mistake by Almada gave them a 3v nothing or a yeah. 3v1 with fortune. And that, that, I don't think, is their fault. I think that's tactic. So, honestly, with the fours we have, right? So, I believe completely that Miles Robinson and Parata should be up. And in conjunction with Papa Giorgio, that's, that's awesome, right? But honestly, 
Whoever else was on the field at that point, I don't know whether it was, I think it was Jose. Lennon and Gutman were both on the field. Right. So one of them is taking the corner, right? It was presumably Lennon. Yes. He's taking the corner, right? So, and Gutman's pretty good in the box. Yeah. Right. But does Jose ever score? Does he need to be in the box? Yeah, but is he good enough? Is is he any better than Wiley or? Well, no, but what I would have said is Fortune? so. So one of the problems is so Fortune was the defensive midfielder in this case. He's the guy, you know, he's young and not so great, maybe, but um, he's the guy designed to break up plays in the middle. He yeah. should be sitting in front of two players, and I'm okay if those players are Wiley and Josetu. Right, Wiley's an actual defender sometimes. Yeah. is not the best. But at least you have two guys back and you have a guy protecting them so that they're not getting the ball played mm-hmm. against them. I'm not okay with what it was, which is only two guys back. Because right. Fortune was a defensive midfielder. He was back. Right, so now you lose the guy trying to go for that first ball out. Yeah. Right, so, and so who was it? Our other is a bar. A borrow was in. Yeah, Abara needed to be back. Yeah, Abara should have been back. There we go. Why is Abara in the box? That's my, my that's point the answer because we know Abara wasn't in the game. He was fortunate. Right? I know. I watched that replay. Oh, really? I, I watched him walking into the box because okay. I'm like, okay, there's another big guy, number fourteen. Abara walks anyway. into the box. So yeah, he's he's the guy. Whoever it was, it, it doesn't was matter. It really doesn't matter. It, Sosa didn't play in that game. No, Sosa was injured. Right, but I thought Fortune played instead of, or maybe he played Both instead of, of Josetu. It was Abara yes. and Fortune. Correct. Josetu or yeah. Sosa were not in that game. Anyway, regardless, Atlanta United is so. First of all, we're not good enough to play with just two. But honestly, here's the flip side of it. Right, we don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. If you're going to score, you're going to score with Papa Giorgio. You're going to score with Miles Robinson. You're going to score with Parata, right? Maybe you need another guy. Gutman's really good in the yeah. air as another guy. That's it. No, but we got to the thing that I was at. Like, I, that's what I was asking. Like, there needed to be somebody else back, but who should it be? Because there's a lot yes. of benefit for having yes. Gutman up there and Lennon yeah. taking and, the corner kick. And, and Almada at the top of the box is great because Almada's not great defensively. Yeah. And he's also he, not great in the air. So and he him was, sitting there is perfect. And yeah, he, he was right in the right poaching spot to take right. a take a shot. And so all you have done is put in a situation where one mistake yeah. gives them basically a breakaway. Right. And we're not good enough to do that, nor is it necessary. That's the other thing that I keep coming back to. And people are like, you can't blame that on... Pineda because we should have done better. Yes, we should have done better. But we've put players in a situation where one mistake leads to a goal. That's how you give up the quote-unquote soft goals. Right. Right? And for what? When we do airplanes, for what? When we do leaving only two in the back on a corner kick, for what? Yeah. That's not getting us the goal, right? So as a coach, you have to balance and say, if we weren't scoring – Right, if we literally were the kind of team that never scored on a corner kick and didn't have those guys, maybe you say, "Okay, yeah. we got to get more numbers in the box." That is not the case. We win every corner, and it's always those three guys: it's, it's three Robinson, Barata, is Papa Giorgio, yeah. right? Right. So that's a luxury as a coach, and yeah. you say, "Look, we're so good in the air. Now I just need to put one more in the box as a wild card. Maybe a Goodman I would use. He's mm-hmm. great. I would put one guy at the top of the box, Almada. Right. So it's Lennon taking the corner." The three big guys going for it. Gutman is number five, yep. right? Almada is number six at the top of the box. Obviously, we have a goalkeeper yep. that's number seven. That leaves four. There should be four players back, yep. in my opinion, if you're at Atlanta United. Now, normally, four is, most teams don't have four back on a corner. 
but we can. And if I were the coach, there'd be four in the back because I'd be like, I don't, they're just getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it because that's, yeah. that was my takeaway. I'm like, why do we have two, we have Wiley and Fortune, two young players that you're gambling the entire breakaway against? Right. Like that's hard. That's putting them in a really. And tough I'm fine if those are the guys back, but they should have had help. Yeah, exactly. I mean they're athletic young players, right? But yeah, there's no help because yeah. Wiley has saved us on several. Yeah, yeah Wiley's a terrific on player to have back because he's yeah. really fast, and yeah. if somebody makes a mistake, he can cover for it. Right. And he's not great in the box, so he's a terrific guy to have back. Yeah, Fortune makes sense to me. He's a defensive midfielder. There's no problem with that. Yeah. But where's the other? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even one. I'll take one more. Just yeah. give me one. Say so even if a borrow is back, like oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go on the positive note on the DC United game. We got yeah. we got three go- goals yeah, at home. Yeah, you skipped the LA match, by the way. I so did that we'll, on we'll purpose. Get back to it. You you can you can rewind. I'm following us. you. I'm, we're, I'm we're with just you. Go, I'm we're all go, in. We're going Just take DC, us. DC United. <laughs> take us where you want to go, Mikey Dawes. I'm I'm there. It's a home game. The fans were there. They're feeling it. We got some goals. We're, we're back to New England or something? Yeah, we're back to DC, oh, DC United. Sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. Skip, sorry. I skipped right over that 0-0. Zero, zero, uh, Which game. I loved. I loved it. <laughs> Sound like yeah, Ragazan had some goal-stopping goal action. Yes, I'm a goalkeeper's mom. What yeah. can you say? I loved it. But anyway, DC United. We'll get to yeah. it. Don't United. worry, Kyron. We got uh, it back to the New England game, too. Cause I some good goals, say, right? For, yes. You know, so on the leading goal-scoring team, Atlanta United is right at the top of the list there. Um, a long ball out of the back. Yakimakis goes down. Their keeper comes out foolishly. Yakimakis does such a great job of keeping his feet when the keeper comes out to challenges. It whiffs it, and he and he's able to just jump over him, and then he's way out wide in the box and just looks up. Empty goal, difficult angle. And, and we've been harsh on the coaching, in. and you know, um, Yakimaki said after the game that it wasn't a fluke that he, they had the coaches had gone over and over to the fact that their goalkeeper plays so, <laughs> so far up yeah. and they knew that. And so he was prepared for that. So that's right. to their credit. Yeah, actually. And the other funny was, uh, when they, <laughs> when they talked about Rooney, right. And they're like, what are you doing with your goalkeeper? And he's like, I've told him over and over that we're going to, he's, you're going to get chipped at some point, but it's worth it to us because you're okay. really helping us out defensively is really yeah. aggressive. Right. So he's doing that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. That is, that is coach. Yeah, and if it wasn't Yakimaki's in that play, I think it's a little. Let's go with innovative. <laughs> but, but you know, hey, you know, I don't mind people going after you know crazy things. If you're Rooney and you want to do that, and you think that's the best, you know, to cover your, uh, they played better this year. Yeah, and they're not great defensively. A plus goal though. So yeah, I mean yeah. Yakimaki's oh, yeah. and the composure and the angle. I mean. Yeah. Very impressive. But but the DC United goalkeeper cost him two goals, yeah. right? Um, on the second goal, Goodman is through, right? Almada plays a beautiful little touch ball through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And but he tries to cheat. He was oh, cheating the cross. Yeah. Where's Troy? So- Troy's sitting over there. <laughs> right. So he was, the goalkeeper was cheating the cross. Uh-huh. I mean, big time. Oh, right. Yeah, awesome. So he wasn't even like on the end line or something where he had only the possibility of crossing. He was actually at a, he's at an angle, but he had an angle where he Huge. could shoot or he could actually yeah. cross. And he, 
admittedly, I think Goodman was crossing. But I the thought goal, so too. The goalkeeper was about to say that he was totally. The goalkeeper was cheating the cross to get there early, and he just abandoned the whole oh. near post. So when it took a deflection, it just rolled right in the goal. You cannot do that. As a I mean, goalkeeper. when I say abandon the front post, he completely <laughs> he left it wide open. And- Gutman was trying to rip it across the front of the yeah, goal so. and shanked it into the near post. No, it by didn't luck. shank it, got black. It got deflected. Uh, either way, I, uh, it, it went near post and <laughs> the keeper was exposed. I don't think he shanked it. I think it went right off the defender. But anyway, I, it, either way. No, there was no defender. It was him yeah. and the keeper. No, I think it came off a defender. Oh, I don't know. I can't, rem- I, I can't it doesn't matter. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The goalkeeper Trust was me. cheating it. Yes. Trust me. <laughs> like, he, he, he didn't. He didn't. Oof. Shank it. He just kind of hit it straight uh, at where the goalie just abandoned. Yeah, not but the goalie has just held his ground. I'll take right. that bad. I think yeah. it'll be back on the okay. replay. It's a deflection. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll tell you about next. But week. but then our third one, which yeah. again Gutman was involved in from a little further out, he takes a great first touch, a little wider out on the wing, cuts it into the box, and then picks out uh, Tyler Wolf on the back end. Um, yep. was was great as well. When the keeper should have cheated. But, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but he wasn't going right. to cheat that time. That's and it exactly, got across. That's exactly right. Yeah. I had a good laugh at that too. I was like, yeah, yeah you stay in put. Exactly. <laughs> One thing, if you're out there as a young striker, right? Um, it was, um, was it good? No, I know it was Silva in the, in the Real Madrid semifinal in the Champions League showed a perfect example of this, right? So he was going against Courtois, who is a terrific goalkeeper, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's about eight or 10 yards away, and Silva's not exactly the guy who hammers a ball, right? He's a right. creative player. He doesn't hit it hard. But one thing that he does is he looks like he's going to play it far post, Right, you know, shoot it across the body, and at the last second, he opens up his hit and plays it straight, and he got Courtois leaning, Ooh. and it went right in. And that was a case. If you're a striker against the best goalkeepers, right, and you get eight yards in or whatever, you cannot make it obvious, right? I mean, my uh, Joseph Joseph Martinez, ahead of myself, <laughs> um, was a master of this. You wouldn't know which way he was going. He'd open his hips or whatever, and often the goalkeeper was leaning the other way. But as a striker, you have to learn. It's not just about placing in the corner. The good goalkeepers will go and get it if you make it obvious, even if it's sort of in the corner. Mm -hmm. You make it too hard for yourself. But if you're like, I'm going to have to bend it around you to the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper's like, I got it, I got it, and then boom, you fake him and go near, then they're in big trouble. So I always tell all of my strikers, Every single shot from, you know, eight yards, 10 yards inside the box, right? Show the goalkeeper something and do another thing. Yeah. Learn it. Practice it. So whenever you have, you know, if you're out there as a young player and the coach, you see all these coaches, they run a shooting drill before. And every time I watch that on any, you know, I'm watching it often with the game before my kids games or whatever. (laughs) You see these kids and they just really just hit the ball, hit the ball, hit the ball. If you're a kid out there, every single one you should practice looking one way and going the other. Hmm. Yeah. And that will become second nature to you. You get in the game, it'll fall to you. You do the same thing and you'll score. Yeah. I love it. All right. Just corner. Anything you want to talk about with LAFC? I came, yes. I came home after a soccer game. I was exhausted. I uh, made it through the first half, and next thing you know, when the second half came on, I was 
asleep I think we by the forty ninth minute. To Carmen, are <laughs> so there. I got so. Let's see. I got I got Guzon. I got Guzon. I got Guzon. Guzon and Guzon. Yeah, that's what. That's what I, that's so what I Carmen, heard. Uh, Carmen, tell us about Guzon. I mean, I loved it, and it was late, way past my yeah. bedtime. And honestly, at the beginning of the game, he made some questionable like decisions coming out, where I was like, oh, what is was that thirty ninth minute? <laughs> so Guzon comes in, and he heads the ball. He's up in the box. He heads the ball and then just plows somebody. And I guess they caught it because he headed the ball first. Yeah. But he just plowed an innocent guy in our own box. (laughs) It could have been a penalty. Well, if he headed the ball, there's no. I guess, but it was was a rush of blood to the head, Mikey Dobbs. He had no reason to be out there. He did that at least twice where he came out. (laughs) And you're like, what are you? Like, it was slow enough. You're like, what are you doing? I got I, I already love what I'm being told about right now though. That <laughs> he 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 headed the ball and then took somebody out. That's yeah. good goalkeeping oh, right yeah. there. Well, yeah. I, it was. It yeah. was. I mean, granted, a little nervous for a little, few yeah. seconds afterwards, but no goal was scored. Good. But then after those few bad decisions, the whole second half oh, was just amazing. Amazing. I think it was a record. Was he, it an MLS record for saves? It was certainly, it was Guzan's all-time it was record his. for saves. Oh. He had nine. He had now, nine. He, he's, he was having some flashbacks to Aston Villa. The like commentator. Back, back, when, back when he was a punching bag. I love, I love this. <laughs> so. I, I love this uh, this metaphor, by the way. And you're always on the commentator, so you got to give him credit for here. I can't remember. Was it 12 men? Um, he yeah. says he's standing on his head. Yes, he did. He did say it, and <laughs> I love I think that. Is an amazing, I love that. It's an amazing thing, right? Yeah, but not to really compare it to the, like, but there were just, like, a couple of times where I almost felt like, at least the movie, not real, and, of course, it's not the Olympics, but, like, the, you know, the montage and Miracle yeah, were, like, miracle you know, nice. and this, yeah. like, he's just saving stuff back and forth and all that, and, you know, it's like, come on, Jimmy. I just felt like a little bit of that with Guzan. Like, yeah. you know, he just was making those big things. It saves. wasn't Peter Schmeichel in the European <laughs> Championships, but it was pretty darn close. I, I mean, I needed it. My heart for him needed yeah. it because I was a little like about him coming back, you know. So I, I see. Yeah. I even think a Guzan with two steps behind is better than most MLS goalkeepers. So I, okay. I realize he's on his sunset hour here. Uh-huh. But anytime you see like a Westberg or Diab coming in, like I miss Bragg who's on. He made a couple of saves where he went down to his right and got a hand on it. Had no business saving. Yeah, I mean it was. There were a few, and there was that deflection that came off our person. Like there was not a lot of room. Real quick reaction, lots of reaction. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh It was beautiful. And our boy Sean Johnson went in the howler the other day. And to to be fair. I mean, so so we gave up a penalty kick. You probably were asleep. <laughs> we gave up a penalty kick in this game. So Parata, it, it's so they they bring on um, on Vela, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Vela comes. It's the 69th minute, right? Oh, he came on, and okay. he's a little bit in front of Parata, and Parata puts two hands on his shoulders. Now Parata didn't do nothing, but. But Vela felt two hands on his shoulders and just went down. Penalty kick. It was the softest penalty I've seen in a long time. Shouldn't have been a penalty. And the soccer gods know better. Yeah. Because so then they get the penalty, right? So Vela comes up and takes the penalty, right? Yeah. 
Guzon saves Boom. it. Yes, yeah. he did. But no, 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 no. This is, is it, MLS. It's a follow up. So they say VAR. He was off the line. So Vela gets another chance, another chance. Uh-huh. right? And he, he skies it over the top. He, Amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was incredible. So he went over two on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. It was um, yeah. But yeah, it was one of those things. But the thing in that game, I just felt like, as, as well as Guzan was playing, I just thought it was like just watching people go at Gutman over and over and over again, cross the ball, hope for the best, or get it in the middle, hope for the best. And Guzan was Gutman, bailed us out. Was Gutman being pinched in or just getting beat on the outside? Uh, both. <laughs> he was pinched in and then diving out when he came out and getting yeah. beat. One of the things I have to say, and I really like L.A., I really like Chirundolo, but, oh, my God, if I were the coach for LAFC, I would say stop shooting from outside the box. They were like, oh, we got unlucky or whatever. No, no, no. Their shot selection was awful. Yeah. They settled for shots from outside the box when they were dominating possession for – Tons of time they could yeah. have gotten walked it in and touched it in, right? Yeah. Come on. So that, that's their own fault. That might be a good transition to uh, the U.S. soccer coaching search. We can, but I also want to say in this game that so uh, after being just down, you know, just getting absolutely, they just dominated us You're from start to finish, yeah. right? The subs, right? So he brings on Wolf for Etienne. Right. Okay. Which, you know, Wolf's yeah. been playing really well. I didn't realize, and I have to apologize. I'm, dear podcast ah. listeners, I have to apologize. I've been saying that Etienne is uh, a left footed winger who's great two footed player. Turns out he's right footed. He's been inverted the whole time. He just looks like he's a left really? winger because he's really two footed. He's really good. Mm. It turns out he's left footed. Did you know that? No, no, no one knew that. <laughs> Wait, he's left footed or right footed? No, sorry, he's right footed. Okay, sorry, yeah, okay. Left-footed. But everybody is assuming he's left footed because he played left footed at the pre or out left at the previous club. He's right, right footed, people. Okay, that's what the commentators finally admitted to us. Wow, he's two footed player, and so you know, in my in my yeah. defense, he looks pretty good with either foot. But I've been saying, you know, they should move him over to the right because even as a left footer, he's good on the right. Yeah. He's right footed, yeah. <laughs> so he definitely should be on the right. Right? I don't know. He didn't look much better out there either. Mm. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I would have loved to put on Sosa. He wasn't available, right? Um, but, you know, even with Sosa not available on the bench, right? Um, why not bring on, you know, why not push Wiley up, uh, Wiley for Araujo, Right. And Wolf goes out right. So we had no inverted wingers. The substitutions were just crazy because then we got to the 74th minute. And you know who he brings on? Who? To, you know, zero, zero tie. We're going to go for it or whatever. It's Fortune Fortune and Barry. Fortune and Barry. I feel like it was almost like a wow-wow moment. I'm like, like all excited. I'm like, are you trying to lose this right now? What is is happening? Yes, he is. (laughs) Yeah, Wolf was the right thing. Yeah, should have brought on Chole maybe and put him up front. I don't know. I don't understand why Wiley. Yeah, I don't well, understand. Five hundred eighty-one minutes for a wonder goal. Okay, come on. And the other thing is that in the twenty-eighth minute, Abara, in my opinion, should have been red carded. 
Yeah. So Abara comes out. He swings and misses the ball and then lowers his shoulder and literally just body slams the L.A. player. Yellow That's, card. That sounds like Abara. <laughs> I love it. So he, like, he still hasn't tempered his ability to be subtle with his fouls is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. Did you remember that, Carmen? I, 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 might, ha- I might have to go back and watch this game. Because <laughs> I watched the You don't f- want to watch it. We I got was, killed. I was sleepy watching the first Every, half. If you go watch highlights, yeah. if you watch the game, fine. But if you watch the highlights, it's going to be one shot after another from L.A. Yeah. yeah. It ain't going to be nothing for us. We did almost, as Elliot pointed out, we had a chance. I was just Okay, back. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 82nd minute. No. An amazing run and cut back from Wiley. We had two chances, actually. Mm, Right? Cut back from Wiley. And (laughs) you want to tell them? No, go ahead. Keep it going. (laughs) Keep it rolling. So, uh, Barry. That's all I got to say. Where the hell was Barry? He's not not in the box. box. Where was Josh Wolf? He knows how to get in the box. Or Tyler Wolf. Yeah, we just missed the shot. And then, was it this game? I can't remember. But but there was two chances. And Barry gets a chance, finally. And people are like, oh, he came so close. Right? He missed a sitter. From six-yard box, he missed the goal. I don't even remember that one. I remember Fortune missed one. Yeah, that was like, it was fortune was the one that okay. I was talking about. Okay. And I don't know. Barry wasn't even making a run in the box. Yeah. Wiley yeah. finally yeah. got to the end line in a zero zero game. We got a fresh striker who just came on Mikey Dobbs in the 74th minute. And uh, eight minutes later, he's not making a run in the box. He was busy doing the dirty work. <laughs> yes, he was doing the dirty work. <laughs> um, so it must have been against DC where. Was it DC where Barry missed the sitter? I can't remember. I think it was. Wait, oh, did he God. get? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he missed an absolute sitter. <laughs> I don't anyway. remember. I don't remember him missing a sitter during DC. Sitter. No, was it? okay. Uh, and people were like, "Oh, he's you know pretty good." Maybe there was even a couple. I don't know. They're all blurring together to me for now. But he's um, still a. Terrible, but what I noticed on that player. play is he wasn't making a run in the box. Eight minutes into the game. Yeah. He's on for eight minutes. You know who knows how to find their way into the box is Tyler Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Wolf. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he's a poacher's kind of. You know, I don't know if y'all remember, but when I went out to the U.S. Open Cup and they finally played Tyler Wolf, and mm-hmm. I came back and gave my report, I said, Tyler Wolf looks to me like a guy who plays 20 minutes a game is going to get us a goal. Yeah. You remember? But, hold on. Uh, Last year, we were talking about Tyler Wolf because I think he was on loan somewhere. Okay. And uh, Dave and I were talking, and I was like, I see a lot of upside still in yes. Tyler Wolf. You did say that. And Dave was, did one of his humming and hawing. Like, I well, don't know. Because he started last season. He was a starter. Right. And, and he did nothing. I did. I disagreed, though, because he didn't get, he didn't have production. Okay. But what I said about his performance last year when he got all those starts yep. is he had good movement. He was putting himself self in dangerous situations he was in the box he was in places where stuff could happen and he flubbed a bunch of opportunities yeah he did yeah he he missed some sitters he missed some opportunities but to me i chalk that up to he's young he needs more minutes like i want to see i want to see a little bit more of opportunity for him to prove that those are sitters that he can get over and then they turn into goals you know um and 
there's at least some hope of that with what we're seeing right now with not very many, many minutes at all. He looks like a super sub for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's quick and he, you don't want to see if you're a defender and you've been defending for 75 minutes or whatever, you don't want to see Tyler Wolf because he's quick and he moves. He's moving around a lot. You want to see Barry. Because you're like, oh, oh he's right. still going to stand right next yeah. to me. And even if he does make a run, I'm still going to catch him because yeah. he's not fast. <laughs> but you don't want to see Tyler Wolf, right. right? So, I don't know. We've talked a lot at Atlanta United. Can we go back to the New England game? Because oh, look at us go and rewind here. Dave's Ooh. not going <laughs> 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 Obviously... First of all, what do you think of us giving the horrible Guzan giveaway in the first, whatever it was, 22 uh, seconds? Well, here, well, first off, I mean, first and foremost, a huge error by Brad Guzan. Okay. <laughs> what? Are you sure? <laughs> Period. The end. Right. So that's all that is. Yep. But, um, you know, and, and I saw a post interview with Pineda. He's like, oh, I take all that on me because that's how he trains the team. He's like, he demands that they play it out of the back and try to break the lines, even under ridiculous pressure. That is one of those situations when I think it was Miles who plays a difficult ball at the beginning, the very beginning of a game. A seasoned goalkeeper like Brad knows that you just need to hit that into the rafters. Um, certainly not try to break it up the middle against right. uh, the other opposition's best player who just snakes it quite easily because he's already read the tape and knows first and foremost that we try to break through the center all the time, regardless, regardless whether it's Westberg, Diop, or Braguzan. They, if you are watching tape on Atlanta United, the way that goalkeepers are just demanded to like try to break that center pass, they do it to the extreme. And this, this is MLS. I don't know, like Westberg. I don't know, an aging Braguzan. I don't know. Mm. I think you just need to play a little smarter sometimes. Yeah, and, and Westberg, to be honest, is no better with his feet no. than, than, but, but than Bra an aging Guzan. But Braguzan's, you know, historically is very good with his feet, right? Yeah, so, he's got two good feet because yeah. he is left-footed, yeah. and he has got a good right foot. So mm. there are very few goalkeepers yeah. who can really but, kick long with both but, feet. Right. And it's, so it's, it, but it's one thing to try to break the lines when you have full control of the ball. That, that ball was, like, bouncing to him, yeah. and it was awkward in yeah. front of the goal at the beginning of the game. Brad should have just cleared that. He should have hit it in the rafters. I'm thinking that that mistake is at least slightly contributed by his knee. Mm -mm. Huh. That's that's a reach, dude. He just needed mm. to kick that thing into the rafters. That's, yeah, of course. That is a... No, that, you're right, but... It's but, a cerebral... That was a cerebral moment that he... he yes, but if... if the Brad goes on before the knee injury, if he decided not to kick it in the rafters, still makes the play. That's yeah, my point. I disagree. Oh, it's, yeah. That ball should never... We agree to disagree. That ball... Like, <laughs> finally, it's good. We finally disagree. Y'all have been agreeing so much. That ball should much. never have gone down the center. It was bouncing awkwardly... Yeah. Why would oh, you? I don't get disagree with you. Yeah. I think he should have just kicked it into the rafters. But once he decided What's not to. What's his knee to, have to do with that then? Because he's a little. If he had a good knee, you're saying he needed to execute. I know. Yeah. Th there was a guy standing. A young Guzan makes that no. play. There was a There was okay. a designated player that was right in front of him that was alert and ready yes. for it because he's read the tape yes. and knows that the Atlanta United goalkeepers always try to go through the center there. 
The reason why I've said this is recently. Good knee or bad knee or anything. he's come back from the knee a number of times. He's, you know, when he's been, you know, manipulating the ball, he takes a little extra second, like, and he gets himself a couple of times. He's gotten himself almost into trouble. And I've said, "Mm, I think it's the knee. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe he's just not young anymore. That looks to that me like how seen. I looked the last season when I was Say, playing. He's not young anymore. His brain and feet aren't working together like mine yeah, anymore. Me. Yeah, that's and my it. knees were crap too. Not his knee though. That's <laughs> that, that is that is the the wavelength <laughs> down to the dysfunctional knee and dis- so yeah, it's part of it. But all right. So I also have to. I want to give credit to Twelman, right? Because Taylor Twelman on the commentator on the on the broadcast. Right. So <laughs> um, he was talking about um, he was talking about um, New England and he said he was talking about the goal that we gave up. Right. Mm-hmm. And how we, they played it, came across and played it out wide. And they said that, you know, he delivered a beautiful cross to the back post, which yep. was unable to be defended. And he said, that's what Atlanta United cannot do because they insist on playing inverted wingers. Ah, and he actually said inverted wingers, huh? He said inverted wingers. Okay. All that right. was right before he said that Etienne is also an inverted winger, which I was like, oh. <laughs> I did not know that. Know, I did not know that. <laughs> so, and then he also said, you know, I've been watching, and I think if I had to critique Goodman, he's like, I think he's a great player, but he's a little too far pinched in. Okay. I think he's been listening to us, quite frankly. For Twelman to have that, there's. Or he's just actually watching the same game we are. (laughs) Yeah, and and he's not watching as much as we are, right? In terms of Atlanta United, yeah, exactly. So the fact he's making those observations, you know, right? Kudos to him. So, Dave, I think we've talked about it all. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to close on? Yes. Yes. All right. I want to say. After this three-game stretch and being at midfield, here is my take on Atlanta United. And it's been coming because we've been making all these predictions. And my predictions over the last three games have been spot on, right? Absolutely spot on. Uh, not necessarily absolutely the goal total, but in terms of wins, losses, and ties. I would I agree. You have been spot all right. on. And the reason that is because here's my take. And that's why I want you to make my take and you guys can argue with it or not. Can can agree with it? I think we know exactly who Atlanta United is at this point in the season. At home against a bottom team, a bottom half team equals a win. Not I'm not saying every every time, but almost almost you can basically chalk it up. We have the talent. We're going to win. And we play a bottom half team. We're going to win at home, a la New England, for example. Yeah. Okay. At home versus a better competition, you can almost guarantee a tie, right? A la New England, 3-3 at home. Okay. Right? All right. And on the road against weaker competition, we cannot win on the road. So when we play bottom half teams on the road, we get a tie, right? Okay. And if we play better teams on the road, we almost always lose. Now, obviously, L.A. is a better team and we got a tie. But if you watch that game, nobody can say that we didn't. So, you know, this is not terrible. It means that 
it, you can almost just, you don't even have to watch the games, people. Yeah. Right? Because we, I can tell you that if we play a bottom half team at home, we're winning. If we play a top half team at home, we're typically tying. We very rarely lose at home. And not to say we, we not always, because right. no, there's no yeah. universal. But on the road, we are not winning maybe once or twice in the entire season. If we play a top half team, we're losing typically. And if we play a bottom half team, we're getting a tie. So that's not bad. But it's not a recipe for contending, no. right? We're yeah. not a contender. And what no. I wanted to point it out is that the New England game that we talked about, right, where we gave up the absolute shambolic goal off the goal kick that we just diagrammed on a tactical board, yeah. right? That's the difference, right? Yeah. That's the reason why at home we can't beat a top team because we give up that goal. We also saw it. When we gave them the yeah. shit, absolutely. Well, it goes back to the beginning tactical board. That's Well, we also saw the shambles. It was exactly the same when we gave up against the goal against D.C. United. But the, the for instance, against D.C. United is their bottom half team, so we were able to score three goals. So we overcame the one horrible goal we gave up. Yeah. We still gave up the soft goal, yeah. right? Yeah. But we were able to overcome it, right? Right. So that's, what, that's who we are. Yeah. We are giving up soft goals all the time. And because of that, we cannot consistently beat good teams at home. We can only beat the bottom half at home. And we cannot get a result on the road for nothing. Even against a weaker team, we can only get a tie. Yeah. And against a better team, we're losing on the road. That's who we are. So, Carmen, mm. out of all of that, mm -hmm. I already know Dave's prediction against NYCFC. <laughs> what, is, what is Dave's pr prediction against NYCFC? So, let's see. Where is NYCFC? Yeah, you can Where just are do they? That. Where are they? Pull up let's the say, table. Okay, let's we're pull up the we're table. playing them at home. Okay, playing them at home. So, that means we will either win or tie. Typically. And Typically. where are they in the standings? Where, let's see. Where, where, where are they going? Where are they in the standings? Where? Which where, what conference yeah. am I in? You're in the right conference. You're in the right conference. Yeah. Ooh. So, that means... While we will probably give up a soft goal, we should win. Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to give up a goal, and we'll probably win 2-1, to 3-1, to 3-2, to something like that. It'll be a high-scoring win. Sounds right. Against the <laughs> bottom half but table. Is, is uh, Yakimaki's available, or is he on international duty? Oh, yeah. What's going on with international duty? Because Miles is leaving There's also point. yellow card issues, right? Yeah, oh, he Yakimaki's. can't play. He can't play no matter what in that game. Right. So what's, uh -oh. your, what's your prediction now? What does now? that do? Maybe a tie? Because no Yakima, no Papa well, that, Georgia? That, that increases the probability that we don't even get a win. Usually against the, the bottom half team at home or a win. I think they're still uh, New York City FC. It's yeah. funny because people are like, oh, they're struggling this year, whatever. It, they, they're struggling because they lost all their well, good players. <laughs> and they lost their coach. I would also imagine with NYCFC that there's an inverse effect of us having an advantage at home in a really wide field where they play on a little miniature field. Wait, what? They play on a... Yeah. play on a normal field. field. Yeah, we play on a normal field. <laughs> so there could be some advantages of us being able to attack out wide. So you got two choices against New York City FC at home if you're going to make a prediction. It's either a win or a tie. Mm -hmm. Right? We very rarely lose Sounds at home, right. so you yes. can't make that choice. All right. And I Miles know. hasn't, wouldn't have left yet? Or has, would That's he be gone? I don't know. Either way, we should have serviceable people come in. Come on. Should be all right. 
But there might be like seven international <laughs> I, players. I would right? say that we still. Abram is win, gone. To but, I, but that being the caveat being is I don't really know whether we're losing. I, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Abram, I don't know whether we're losing. Abram is in uh, Peru. If we lose half our. Well, one of the things that we've, we've said <clears throat> from moment one is we're not good enough. If we lose. Three or four. Like, if you lose Yakimakis, you lose Almada, forget it. I think we, we have win. seven players on international duty. Yeah, we can't. If that's true, we can't oh, win. That? Oh, yeah. I, we can't win. I saw a, a But then pic- at home, you figure we get a tie because. I saw a okay. picture of Almada and uh, Miles and Yakimakis with like flags over their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're all gone. Oh, okay. So, if that's true and we're losing, you know, I would say then we go lost because honestly, you saw us when we have seven players missing at Columbus. Yeah. I mean, what did we lose? Seven nothing? Six nothing? Yeah. Right? Ooh, let's go tie. Optimistic tie? I think if we lose, if we have everybody else, you got to go tie or loss. Yeah, we should. But we win, basically but- never lose at home, so I'll give us the benefit of the doubt. I'll go tie. Okay. Horrible tie. <laughs> Horrible tie. I'm. I'm gonna. You're on a. You're on a run. I'm he with really. You. I mean, you can't like, bet I, against I, cats I, at I, this I, point. You can't bet against you right now. At this I'm just point. playing Wait, the numbers. Actually, just playing the numbers. You could actually, Mikey does, Dobbs yeah. could bet against cats. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Mikey Dobbs. Do it, right. Mikey Dobbs. Hey, okay. do it, do it. I do will it, bet against it. A, a nice bottle of wine that we lo- we actually lose. <laughs> Damn it! I hate it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Now Elliot in the in the chat is making a question about our designated player. We're getting towards. So we're we're getting towards the um, the transfer window, which means that finally Araujo will be able to leave. And one of the things I have to say, he's not going to play the next game either, though, right? Is he suspended too? No, he's not suspended. But why isn't he? He's playing? not an international, so that's not a. Well, we might play him now that uh, everybody out because he. I don't understand why you would play play a guy that's about to be traded if you get in. well. Like, what are the clauses? We've been in that doing contract? The, we've been doing this all the time. So first of all, dollars first of him. all, there's an insurance issue, right? If he gets hurt, what do we what do we owe to uh, Flamenco? Yeah, right. but um, the other issue, I do not understand the idea that you transfer a player and you announce it a month before the transfer window, you know, it's basically a lame duck session like in politics where mm-hmm. everybody knows they're gone, you can get nothing done, yeah. right? And he's still playing him, but I don't understand. If I was the, the management of Atlanta United, you make the deal when it's ready to be made, fine. And then you say to them, nobody leaks a word of it until the transfer window opens. We're going to announce it then. And if anybody leaks a word of it in the contract, it's void. Have you met any Brazilians? <laughs> well, okay, touche, touche, touche. Yeah. No offense to any Brazilians. Well, yeah, no, after. not that there's anything. I'm just saying they're soccer fanatics. <laughs> that is going to get leaked, man. Well, I would have said you can't announce that. Yeah. And then if that's true, if you think it's going to be leaked, then I would have said, all right, then I would make the deal. I would string them along. And even if you quietly said to them, look, we're making the deal for sure. Just as long, we just got to get to the transfer window. I would yeah. not make the deal if you can't do that because you can't play with lame duck players. Yeah. First of all, there's an insurance issue. Like if yeah. he gets hurt, right. oh my god. But also, there's a fan issue 
right? There's a player That's playing true. who has no loyalty to the club whatsoever. And, uh, and so he's got no loyalty to the club, and our fans have no loyalty to him anymore. Right. Not at all. Right. Not at all. It's like, all right, you're, see you later, dude. So... So okay, so that's so that's the one issue, and then the question is, and if we want to do it now, I've been talking about it for weeks. Wait, did you answer Elliot's question? Yeah, I'm about okay. to answer. Oh. So if we're going to bring in a designated player, where should it be? And I have an answer for it. Got an answer for Elliot. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's All right. Go. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, we're making the longest podcast in history. All right. So I want to quickly. Go through our current team versus our MLS champion team. Okay. And I'm going to name the players, match up one for one. Okay. And Carmen, you and Mikey Dobbs uh-huh. are going to weigh in on who's better. Yeah. It's, it's plus one, oh, okay. zero, or minus one. Yeah. So plus one if our current play is better, zero if it's the same. Okay. And minus one if yeah. our current player is worse. Get to do the Caesar thing. All right. We're not okay. actually doing math, though. That's no. just a... Okay. No, Got it's it. just a, Got So it. the first one is very easy. Guzan versus Guzan. Are we talking about Guzan from 2017? Wow. Ah, I tried to trick you. You caught it. Yes. I have it as minus one because I think one. Guzan minus now one. is not it. as good as Guzan. I'm with it. Yeah, it took me a second. Damn it, Carmen. <laughs> You're a genius. And you tried to trick us. This is an easy one. How dare you? You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Escobar versus Lennon. Mm. Yeah. Minus one. So you're saying that Escobar's better than Lennon? Yeah, and I could say you could. You're probably thinking a wash, but I'm gonna go. Minus. I had a zero. Yeah, yeah. A zero. I was going between those, but I had to go with that. I think some one. people might have Lennon as plus, but Escobar's a better defender. Mm-hmm. Lennon is better going forward, and to me, that's a wash. Okay, Full, a fullback plays defense. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Parkhurst versus Miles Robinson. Uh, Miles is better. So what do I do? That's yeah. Pl- okay, that's so plus, plus one. Plus I one. agree with you. I think Parkhurst in his prime, yeah. maybe, but well, certainly did, Parkhurst old. Miles Robinson, one of the best defenders. Parkhurst 2018 was yeah, even pretty solid, sure. but he, he was, was solid, but not Miles, Miles Robinson. It's not Miles. Okay, Gonzalo Perez versus Parada. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, current. So yeah, I'm gonna say that Parada is a downgrade. I would say Parada is a downgrade. I have it as a wash. I knew you would. Uh, I didn't think that much of Gonzalo Perez. He was prone to mistake, too. In two, in, I mean, overall, yes. No. 2018, no. Okay. This is always up for opinion. Like, right. LGP, like, he was re- he was like an Ibarra that was reckless. Super that, reckless. That timed everything perfectly sure. to our advantage in most cases. And then sometimes not, but and yes. sometimes sometimes not. But he was He's also a, prone to a red card. Yeah, he was he was like an effective Abara. Okay, Garza versus Gutman. I'm gonna have to say. Oh gosh, as a def- oh, what are we doing? Defender. Uh, oh, as a player. As a you player. As a left back, but I mean, if you're it's, taking Mikey I'm, Dobbs, I'm it's gonna, about I'm, defending. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go wash, wash. I'm, I'm gonna go wash, but like maybe like Garza. Was really solid that year, but yeah. I'm gonna say wash. I'll go wash. I have it as a wash too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lorenowitz versus Sosa. Sosa's better, so I'm gonna say that's thumbs up. But in terms of actual play, 
And it's this year. What Sosa's? I'm not going to blame year. our coaching on Sosa's bad performance. So I'm going to say know. it's a plus. And you might, go- some people might be screaming out there about the other. Everyone, things, wait, I wait know, till I get through it because I think that the, the, the comparisons are. Everyone about. I know hates Sosa. So the fact that I'm giving a plus, I already know everybody on the internet is like Sosa is uh, a better player than Lorena was. So. I will go wash. I feel like Sosa hasn't had the best year this year. I Last have it year. as a wash, and I think I have it also as Sosa is the better player. If he would mm-hmm. actually be given the run, he'd be a better player. But I have it as a wash in terms of what's going on. Okay, Remedy versus Ibarra. Oh, Remedy is a better player. Remedy plus one. No, wait, which way? Remedy is a better player. Whatever better. it is. We just come together and just say it's the better player. Remedy is a better player. I think Abara's played really well this year. I have it as a wash. Really? Um, you are a huge Remedy fan. You, well, be honest with yeah, yourself. You know, you. I think Abara's done Hold really on. Well. Take a step back and then take a step forward and then answer <laughs> the question again. All right. Let's go with. <laughs> here's, here's the one. Okay. Nogby versus either Sadich or Josetu. I mean, come on. Do we have to answer Not this? Me. Yes. Okay. This, this, this is where I have like minus two going on minus affinity. Okay. I was about to say. Right? Like. Okay. Yes. Okay. And we're, we're going to yeah. circle back to this. So everyone agrees with you there. Like where, everyone that I've read online is like, where we never replaced Nogby. Oh, get the, get the, get the, never stop, replaced stop. him. Stop. Oh, oh, Wrestle God. versus Wiley. Uh, it's the winger. I would. If I'm. Picking on my team, I'm taking Wiley. Wiley's a plus. Uh, Gressel was tactically played into looking great by Tata Martino. Exactly. So is that what we're counting? But that season, he was great. Yeah, but because... I think they're both great. Right, but They are both great. No, I'm just talking about who's a better player. You're asking me who's a better player. No, I'm saying... I'm not asking you actually who's a better player. I'm asking you... I've been judging all wrong. Oh, sorry. I'm asking you like... What their performance was versus oh, this performance. Well, then I've yeah jacked my all everything yeah, up oh, so sorry. far. Want to get started from the beginning again? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just Let's go watch. You them. haven't you <laughs> haven't been very far off. Anyway, it doesn't matter because my point is they're gonna it's gonna be the same anyway. Uh, Joseph Martinez versus Gigi. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Joseph Martinez. Yeah, Justin Martinez. So, yeah, I, but Gigi's also he's, ter- he's been terrific. He's been scoring. I mean, you could say wash. Yeah, uh, but Gigi's still got to score th- what thirty four goals. Yeah, I agree. I would have had Martinez. That's but, a lot of but goals. Still, Almost a wash. It's, they're like, very good. It's hard though because in my head I'm like Gigi with Miggy on it, like Miggy and like all these. But people that's are, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are we saying we're bet- not? I who's know. a better player okay, you're right. or who's who had the better? No, who had the better season? And we don't season. know because it's only halfway. You're right. Yeah. So he's just okay. Almarone versus Almada. I'm going to say Almarone. Almarone. For sure. He's got a proven body of work. But that season. Okay, so comparing his full season versus Almada's half. Even so, Almarone. I think actually Almada numbers-wise, goals and assists is way above. I thought Almarone was actually more of a slightly impactful player or whatever. But it's... They're it's, both terrific. It's all about the eyeball test. When yeah. you when you have a player like Almiron, who is everyone from average Joe to soccer critic, is like that guy is making stuff happen on the field, regardless of whatever stats say. That is Almiron. Okay, we go with one more. Tata versus Pineda. Huh. Hmm. We definitely gotta 
downgrade there. Okay. So yes. we've been through the whole thing. And okay. what my whole point of doing this is that we were really close throughout the entire thing with two exceptions. Right? Yep. The Nogby versus Sadich Josetu. Mm-hmm. We were like, just not even, nobody, right. there, everything else was an argument. You know, people were like pretty, whatever. Even when we had a weaker player on the old team, like GP, Gonzalo Perez, Parata is not the best player in this team. You know, it was pretty even, right? And Tata versus Pineda, we have a big minus. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to fix our coach. But what we can fix, designated player-wise, if you wanted to make our team into the championship team, where would you sign the designated yeah. player then? Yeah, the box-to-box player. Central that's my, midfield. That's my point. Box-to-box. Box. It's so obvious that player-for-player player, is a very similar team. We're a terrific team. Is Elliot it, snoring on the chat by the time we got to the answer? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking it all in. Yeah. It's a very it similar in. team. The two biggest differences are in center midfield, Nogby was dominant over whoever we have yeah. seen right. or who's that to, yeah. right? And in potentially in, in coaching. But other than that, they had a fantastic, you know, the old team had a fantastic striker who could score in Martinez. We have a fantastic goal scorer in Gigi. Great attacking midfielder. They had a terrific defender in Parkhurst. He might have been at the end of his career. We have Miles, who's maybe even a little bit better, right? But then, you know, Gutman is really good and Garza was really good. Maybe Garza was a little bit better. Maybe Escobar was a little yeah. bit better, but Lennon is a little bit better attacking. It's, it's close all around, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Even Lorenowitz versus Sosa or Ibarra, you know, yeah. those are... Uh, I feel like Ronald Hernandez is, is like Escobar. They had Gressel, who was an amazing attacking player <laughs> at wide, but we have Wiley, that team, right? We They had Almarone, was one of the best players ever for us, but we have Almada, Almada right? Mm-hmm. If you go across the team, there is really not a huge difference except in the center of the park. So if you're Atlanta United and you're buying a designated player. And the guy with the X's and O's at the clipboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, that, that, that is. But I'm just talking about. He's about the to get signed to Inter-Miami to coach. Transfer window. Lionel Messi. Because he's the only coach, right, that Inter-Miami can hire. I think like, certainly to coach Messi and Busquets and maybe even yeah. uh, Suarez who might be coming oh as well. My gosh, yeah. I think that's part of the package deal with Messi signing too. Like you really? need to get he's Tata. coached them already because yeah. he was the Barcelona coach when they were just coming up. National team and a Barcelona. Uh, so they have a, a relationship already. Okay. Yeah. It seems, it seems like a no brainer. Oh. Right. <sighs> I know Carmen. I feel like we've talked about it all. We have talked about. I'm trying. You to wanted think, to talk about know? the U.S. and Terundolo. That's oh, yeah. where it came up. I wanted to. I cut one, you off. One quick little Maybe. segment on Terundolo. Go ahead. You sent me the text of him being a candidate. Yeah, they. So the one thing I'll say about the U.S. national team search at the moment is that thank goodness we are now hearing other names besides Jesse Marsh, right? And even if they decide on Jesse Marsh as the coach which, you know, whatever, um, at least you have a, see- a feeling that they are doing their due diligence. They're looking at different coaches. It's not, maybe not just you as internationals. <laughs> Terundolo is, of course. Where's Terundolo, LAFC? Where is he? Yeah, he's the LAFC. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any experience. I mean, 
He's been a coach. He was a coach in the USL. He did really well there. I think he won the title in the USL. Mm. And then he came to LAFC and he won the title. Oh, well. So he's done well. Yeah. He's, and I think he's a terrific coach. But he's only been coach, head coach for three years. Yeah. So, you know, you might say, a little of a is gamble? he ready to yeah. get the you know, U.S. national team? I don't know. But I think you should look at him. For yep. sure, I would take okay. him over Jim Curtin, even though Jim Curtin really? has done amazingly at Philadelphia. I feel like it's this strange system that is not a national team make. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. The more I think right. Jim Curtin's not a good fit for the U.S. men's national team. I mean, the other guy is the is the coach at Cincinnati who's done phenomenal. He should get a look. Uh, even okay. though, again, it's super young and whatever. He's done it. But I, to me, I said, if you don't want to take the chance... Right, and you don't want to gamble, and you're not committed to a former U.S. national team player, which seems madness, and you're not going to get, I mean, obviously, if we can get, you know, I mean, whoever name, you know, if Tuchel were to be fired and we get him or whatever. But, but to me, the guy I keep coming back to over and over and over again is Caleb, Caleb Porter. Porter. Mm. because he has the experience. He's won two MLS titles at two different clubs. He's won a U.S. national, uh, a college national championship, right? He's done it. He has enough experience. He's done it in the U.S. He's won cup matches. Where, and and where I know he he, now? He's, he's unemployed. He's capable of being hired. What does that mean, though? He just, he had one year off. He was the yeah. Columbus coach. A year yeah. previously, and he won the title the last the year before that. Right. So it seems like there's a lot of MLS teams that would be hungry to hire him, though. I don't yeah, understand why they on? haven't hired him yeah. yet. Huh. Strange. But I think they're obviously, and I don't know the personality things, but twice he's won the title and he's been gone in two, within two years. So that suggests that maybe he wears out his welcome, a Conti who wears out his welcome yeah. wherever he goes. But that's fine for a national team. Yeah. Because yeah. you only have to coach for one cycle. You win the World Cup and, yeah, you know, who cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who cares if he wears out his welcome yeah. in four years? That's true. Who cares? Well. And he certainly knows U.S. soccer. That's the guy to me. Uh, he would be my leading candidate, even though it's possible that nobody wants to touch him because there's skeletons in his closet. I just don't know about that. I'm just talking about straight <laughs> from a coaching yeah. standpoint. We don't know what we don't know. People. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that I don't know about. So okay. Maybe. Yeah, I well, do have one more question. Did, yeah. Have we all finished lasso? Yes. How does everyone feel? How does everyone yeah. feel about it's good. lasso? It's time to end the show. I think it's the last yes, season. Yes, here we just, go. Here we go. <laughs> Danny Rojas, Rojas, yeah. Danny Rojas, and with that, I want to say something about the show. I mean, the show was pure joy. And I know people say, okay, oh, I wasn't, you know, the heaviest, whatever. But with all this crap that's going on in the world, we needed that. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. and in my opinion, I may be a sap or whatever. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. And, I, and I'm, I'm all in. There wasn't too many yeah. shows where like everybody like at the house they're just gonna watch. You got your forty five minutes of just 
you know, cheese. Just pure cheese. joy. Just pure cheese. Oh, pure joy. It's, it's great. fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And the last season, we've been showing like all like yeah. the callbacks to like previous seasons yeah. they did in the last few episodes. Yeah. Oh, it was it like going back. It's like going back to like some bad 80s show, right? Where it's, just, <laughs> it's got its right place in the world. Without know, trying to think of the I right like analogy, it. a Magnum PI or something like that, where you're just, you know. Yep. Just feel good. Feel good. Just feel and good. And I do think that maybe that can't go on for seven yeah. seasons. So three seasons might be good, but what a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, definitely recommend it. But if you also haven't been to wild heaven brewery, nah. we yes. also recommend it. Who's going to be opening. We're going to be there on opening day. Toko wild heaven brewery, Fox brothers. I will be there. In fact, I might even put in a, a job application, yeah. you know. <laughs> I have another barbecue job, but... tester. Oh, that's going to be incredible. Yeah, barbecue and beer tester. I like it. Quality control. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll get beyond a tie in our next match, but it just depends on who's away on international duty. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Cheers. Bye, guys. <laughs>